This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, I'm here with Liam Lynch, the creator of Syphil and Ollie. And if you guys were on the internet this past weekend, you probably didn't miss the fact that Syphil and Ollie returned to Machinima. Uh, they've got these new Machinima episodes. Uh, I welcome all of you guys to check them out. And it's classic Syphil and Ollie, as you remember from MTV2. And they're reviewing video games, but there's a twist. These video games don't exist, do they? No, not at <laughs> like, like you're making these video games yeah. up. Yeah. What was the idea? Um, first off, this, I think it's two parts: bringing Siflinali back, yeah, and then bringing them back with this twist that they're actually going to be a video game like review yeah. type thing. <laughs> well, um, I just felt as dumb as it is. I just felt like making Siflinalis again. Right. I haven't for ten years. I mean, they re- the characters reverted back to me three years after they went off the air. So I've I've had them. I can do whatever I want with the characters for the last seven years or so. That's a great deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. like usually you work with somebody like like any like a Viacom company, which you were with MTV Two, and they keep yeah. them. Yeah, they would keep. Well, they would keep the characters. I mean, they keep their episodes. Of course, that they of course, paid me yeah. to make, and it's theirs. They own them. Um, the first two seasons. The third one you get from the website, right? The third season was never released. Um, but it might they, there might be some news in releasing okay. all that all stuff right. coming up soon. So, but um, so I, I could have made Siflinali's years ago, but it just didn't. It wasn't the right time. Like I just felt like I missed seeing them, or, I, or and also uh, seeing them. Any time I would see them, it just looking shitty and old. So you, you, know you would watch, like, like the, the episodes that were from 98, like, yeah, they're, and they're you'd be like, YouTube. this doesn't hold muster like, anymore. No, I mean, the audio is destroyed, the picture's shitty, the, it's in super, super low res, because not only was it shot at standard, all TVs were standard right, right. resolution, but they were up, usually uploaded it to YouTube back when it was really small size videos on YouTube right. also, so... Um, so I just wanted to see them looking good and make something new. And I'm a huge gamer for my whole life. I've been a huge gamer, and I and I wanted. There were always Syphil and Ollie things on the MTV episodes that were about video games, like we talked about video games on the show. But it was always random and throughout things, or a song, or you know. And um, it just seemed like the perfect thing for them to to do game reviews like because I want to do game reviews and when I'm playing video games I'm always like thinking, channeling the voices well, like what, what they no say no no I'm, I'm always thinking of funny things when I'm playing video games and I'm, and and um like when I play video games or my my girlfriend will 
sit and watch an elf it's like entertainment like you kind of get into funny scenes and Mm -hmm. you you know it's it's entertaining besides what the game was meant to be and um and also i know those kind of frustrations that come with certain games and and things that bother me about certain games what would some be name names don't be afraid to name names this dude i know (laughs) Um, uh no, you know, like there's, there's, there's certain, there's shit that doesn't make sense. Bits, like, like in Mass Effect, when you want to walk onto the bridge and you have to go through that scanner, <laughs> and you just kind of like, and who are those two people there? <laughs> and you're just kind of in that room, and you're like, okay, let's just walk through the door. Why can't I walk? Through, why do I have to be scanned? Did I get dirty? Did you, somewhere in the ship? Why am I scanning? Did you play Eleanor? I played it, but I didn't finish it because I got I got bored with it. Yeah, I got about three quarters of the way through. Me but, too. but that was the entertainment for our household. Like that replaced Netflix for a little bit because my wife would watch me. She likes all the Mad Men actors. She yeah, likes yeah. all those guys, and she'd be like, "Yeah, play some Alien Noir yeah, while yeah. I watch it." But you're right; it it kind of exhausted itself, and some stuff didn't make sense. Like when you're checking for clues, you're basically yeah. going around the inside of somebody's house, just rubbing your junk across all their That's counters. Exactly <laughs> like you're, you're, doing, yeah. you're just rubbing your junk yeah, on everything. Yeah. I don't. See and then every anything. now and then something would vibrate your junk, and yeah. you would pick something up, and you would turn it. And, and it's like real life in that. Yeah, way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually wanted to do a skip for you guys. We're here at Machinima recording this. I wanted to do a skip for Machinima, but Jeremy uh, here at Machinima was like, "Oh, but that game's." game a year old and i was like dude but this gets fucking funny it was gonna have us as period actors going to like a, a period we we're gonna find like a house in culver mm-hmm. city or something that like looked like 1940s where we're gonna pull up and be like so ma'am uh, we'd like to search your house for clues and it would just be us rubbing our dicks like on everything and then i was picking something up talk to jeremy and tell him you want to do that because it's like literally like dude let's get that's the game yeah, that's yeah. the entire game. And then, of course, like you find out somebody has a size 8 shoe, and so you shoot them in the face because they, they have to be yeah, guilty exactly. if they have a size yeah, yeah. 8 shoe. But you're right. There are things in games that, uh, that just lend them, yeah. they just so lend themselves we to don't, this commentary. You know, in these episodes, I'm not, uh, it's not like um, we're going to review a real game, but it's, it's going to be a spoof because everybody fucking does that. Right. It's like I don't want to review a game that there are five million other videos that people are reviewing the same game and trying to be funny and different from each other. It's like, I, yeah, why? no, no, you, you want to write, you want to, you want to set yourself apart from all that. You know yeah. what? When I was in school, Brian Eno came and lectured and he said, in life, there are targets that everyone tries to hit. And what you get is 8 million arrows coming at a target and they're all deflecting each other. All the arrows are nine to the right. Or you can set up your own target that no one's shooting at and just nail bullseyes. Wow. So, and it's true. And, yeah. and so... And this um, was in Liverpool? Yeah, that yeah. was Liverpool. But, and so it's like, I didn't want to do what a, you know, a normal thing. And it also, it's, it's not very creative. You can find creative ways to review a, a video game. A lot sure. of people do. But um, I just wanted to make it. It becomes that games. much harder, I also too. Like, I also like doing 3D animation. So it was a, it was a chance to create game footage, mm-hmm. gameplay footage. So I, you, see, you see these video games in these episodes, and, um, but it's all fake. In that opening, you know? like, like the, going into the studio and stuff like that, that's a, that's a 3D modeling? Yeah, I did that. Because like yeah. it, it looks great. It looks like, a, it looks like miniature at some point. Yeah, no, it's just 3D modeling and stuff. So, but um, so, anyways, uh, I'm just rambling. No, no, we're, but, we're, um, we're, but I really wanted to because I'm a gamer, 
because I love animation and Stifle and Ollie, it just is, I was getting all these ideas for fake games and it just made total <laughs> sense. And so I, I was like, I have everything. I have everything I need to um, produce the episodes myself. So I came into these guys, and Lon and I had been talking and stuff about doing something together, and I, and I pitched it to them because it just made sense. It's like the perfect place. And um, somebody actually, when I was doing that thing, the uh, Gawker. Yeah, you were just doing a Gawker. A interview Gawker. This, yeah. yeah. When I was doing that, somebody asked, you know, if this was 1998, or if you had just, if you were just starting Syphilis for the first time now, would you have ever brought it to a network, mm-hmm. or would, and or would you have? just done it online and I probably would have just done it online right um, because I think that's more the spirit of the show you know and um, even though it was sock puppets I mean back when it was on TV it was pretty punk rock about um, and it was pretty anti anything it was like how little can you do and still consider it a show well, you, like how minimal can you get? You never, I mean, you didn't always intend for it to be a show. You got, you got. I mean, it was like interstitials at first, wasn't it? Yeah, I I started them as as interstitials for MTV Europe. Yeah, and I did a hundred and ten. Jesus. Uh, shorts. Yeah. And um and so, and MTV Europe would have nothing to do with MTV America. They had a lot of sibling rivalry, and um, so I was sending tapes of like a hundred shorts or whatever to MTV America, and you know, calling from England, trying to get them to watch the tapes. And, of course, at MTV, every week, every person there is new. Right, right. <laughs> they revolve people so quickly that I'd have to find who had the job that week. <laughs> that of whose desk the tape was buried on. on. And, um, and get them to be, you know, to, to watch it. And when they did watch it, that's why the show works it worked in little vignettes because I wanted I wanted to keep them like those sh- those shorts. Right. You know? So each of them so, has like a, an impact. Yeah, and each of them ha- has a limit because you don't want to s- see like a half hour show of just one thing. Like with that, it doesn't. You know, it has a limit. But that was part of MTV 2s heyday. I mean, like uh, uh, Tom Green came around. It was that on time. MTV a regular. Yeah. MTV. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. mean you had Tom Green? Yeah. Remember Austin stories? Mm-hmm. Undressed. Mm-hmm. Like that entire. Yeah. 98 they, to well, 2001 they area. reality television right. with real world. Yeah. There was no reality television. Was there know? like a particular programmer? Except maybe Candid Camera, if that's reality. Was there like a programmer at MTV that was pushing for stuff like this? Yeah. Um, there were... Um, you know what I think helped it, actually, was South Park had yeah. just come out. It was like the first season of South Park, and it was a huge hit. And I think that there is a level of that. The weird thing about South Park, it doesn't look like it to us now, but at the time when that came out, it was like, oh my God, it looks so low budget. It looks it so simple. Like people were blown away by how it looked, that it looked like cardboard cut out. But and they were back then. I mean, when you watched that first yeah, season, yeah, like, that the, was. Yeah, but I think that it gave them enough balls to take a chance on something that looked cheap. Right, right. That that could that it didn't matter what the medium looked like. That it was the personality or the attitude of it, and so I think that's really like, why they took a chance. You get some credibility from doing that. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean? Tom Green was off of Access Channel and uh-huh. this and yeah. that. So um, I mean, you kind of wish that that there was an outlet for that on television. But I think television, we just have to understand, is is dying. Yeah, you know? they're I mean, in a slow motion s- suicide, and it's like. 
I mean, maybe you know adult, sw- like? adult Swim, maybe the Tim and Eric stuff, and like that kind of stuff. There's still like those safe havens for that kind of yeah. like counterculture weird there stuff. There are but... places for that, but the internet is really the place for that. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to be seen because you're literally. It's like I'm in outer space. Come see my show <laughs> if you're in this part of outer space. You know, it's like that's that's the the hard. It's hard to hang flyers in cyberspace. Right. And um, that's really the main problem. So you kind of need the big networks. I just imagine networks. you in, in Second Life, walking around, being like, hey, guys, come over to my YouTube. <laughs> you guys want to play Second Life today? <laughs> I, Is anybody there? <laughs> no, it's awesome. I've got the whole place to myself. I think I saw someone on my Facebook yesterday literally be like, hey, is anybody else still playing Second Life? Or, yeah, I was Second like, Life. who, Second what? Life. Yeah, no. I mean, Nobody is. Is the realm still open? Can I, still I, I don't, I don't like, know. I mean, they, everybody thought it was the future. They was like, hey, man, they got political campaigns putting up parts of Second Life. It's like, no. There should be some kind of movement where people go back there. And <laughs> the lawnmower man's there, and he's yeah. just fucking killing people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Job. Just and giant just... head spinning and cubistic. Pierce Brosnan's trying Dolly, to stop him. Salvador Dali nightmare. Um, give us a taste, uh, if you can, of some of the uh, the video game spoofs that you're going to be throwing. Um, well, there's a mix of things. You know, because it's of the first season. Sure. Um, this was still kind of a test. How many know. episodes, guys? There's eight. There's eight, eight. episodes. Right. And um, nine if you count the promo. Sure. And um, We'll count the promo. Okay, there's nine. nine. <laughs> so, um, you know... It was still kind of a test to see how they would be received, and um, I knew I, I didn't know how it would be received. So I kind of did different sorts of things to see what people like with these first ones, and so there's a little bit of a litmus test sort of going on with it. And um, some games are complete bullshit based <laughs> on me in the shower going, <laughs> "That's weird." The other ones are spoof, more spoof, where yeah. we play. Mock Effect 3. Right. Where, you know, man will never get to the reaches of space till he can travel faster than sound itself. <laughs> you know, and so it's the Mock Effect. The Mock Effect relays enable That's us to funny. go faster than sound. Um, so, uh, you know, there's these spoof, there's re- Redhead Redemption, where you get to see how difficult it was being a redhead in the Back old in the West. Because everybody fucking. Did you like the original you. game? It's one of my favorite games, maybe of ever. I, I 100% of and, it. And like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna shave my fucking bear. I have played from start to finish. It's so open and it's beautiful. Right. It's peaceful if you want it to be peaceful. Like, I'll just ride around in the desert because it looks awesome. I, I need. I mean, we need another one of those games. You know, I absolutely. And hopefully, San Andreas has an open world element to it. That's that exactly like what, it. That's what. You're on the same page. I I've played through Red Dead probably nine or ten times for doing everything and it getting right. all the suits getting all the mm-hmm. everything's and um and finishing the game nine times through and my girlfriend loves it too and so we'll we'll watch it like a show like we'll put and sometimes do the storyline sometimes just fuck yeah. off and just ride around and do weird shit and you know tie people and was throw the them on zone, railroad tracks and stuff was the undead nightmare too much what's that there was the dlc too much though the undead nightmare she it was great because we played it that halloween when it came out we played Halloween and it was super scary, but it's, it it adds a stress element that I don't like in the game. Yes, and you <laughs> I'm know with why? You. Zombie animals. Yes, I don't want zombie cougars. Uh, the zombie that's walking towards me is scary enough. That's fine. I yeah. don't want zombie squirrel. It's got this dread mood to it that you don't want to be wrapping yourself around for yeah. that long. And you know what else? You scared can't escape me? it. Here's a bad thing about the zombie. When you become zombie John Marston, 
you grunt and stuff just naturally and it sounds like it's uh, zombie right behind you, grunting. <laughs> so you're always like, uh, huh? Uh, 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 uh. like you keep turning around, looking like you thinking you made the sound, and then you think there was something, and then you make another sound. So <clears throat> I did not like that, but um, we just play the regular one, and yeah. I, I love it. I, I think, and I'm really excited about Grand Theft Auto Five because I'm hoping that it has. I see it. I saw that the stills they just released. <clears throat> There's like a crop duster and yep. some nature and stuff, and I was like, yeah. You can go in like the canyons and ride yeah, a bike around. Yeah, I mean around. that's good because Rockstar really does nature systems and lighting kick ass. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about. I'm really excited about that and Max Payne as well. I, that's the other one that I really love and I've been playing. But um, so, anyways, yeah, Red Redhead Redemption is one. And there's a lot of fake games. Um, if you've seen the episode that's up right now, we have a Connect game, <laughs> which for Syphil and Ollie, it's Kinetic. Is the, right. it's called Kinetic and. Um, it's called Slap Dad Ass Beat Jams, where it's a music game where you just have an ass bouncing in front of you, and you keep the beat by slapping the ass to the beat, and it's, so it's like a music game. And um, so you can check that out, because that one's up there now. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think so. Any, any ones come to mind that you can think of? I mean, I think the audience, oh, I, I think the audience is just going to have to watch the episode. Yeah, they yeah. need to. Just, just watch the episode. Watch I don't want to We can give them to you now, to but like, just yeah. watch them. Yeah. But there's a mix of things. So when do the rest of the episodes start coming out? Like literally, they're coming out like every every Sunday. Sunday, These episodes Mm -hmm. come out. Mm -hmm. All right. So you guys get on it. I mean, the 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 preview episode it was about eight nine minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. Is that about the the length of? They vary between like maybe six minutes and nine to ten minutes. Right. Yeah. That's the other thing about the internet that that television just is can't do. Is that the the form fits the function? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And on the internet, you can you can tailor. Yeah, that was the a real su- problem you know. with Syphil and Ollie on M- when it was on MTV. Would you find yourself making filler at any point and being like, "Oh shit, uh, yeah, how the fuck am I going?" Yeah, and sometimes it's like we need a thirty second thing, and it's like, "What? <laughs> how?" You, yeah, you basically okay, pulled. There we go. You you've basically pulled everything out of your brain, and you're like, "Guys, I just exhausted myself yeah. getting." Well, it it was really complicated because they. We had they had music videos in the first right. those first few seasons, and we had A shows and B shows. So we had one show that had a certain uh, number of segments, like interviews with Chester and just regular interviews, and you know, a song. And but then we had a B show that had like. Um, Letters to Chester and Precious Roy and all these things, and they we had to make them so that you had an A show and a B show with music videos, mm-hmm. and then you could take the music videos out, and the A and B would go together and form a solid half hour. That they could uh, just program with, at night. Yeah. Yeah. So so that they could test it to run them first. They were going to run them all with videos, and then take the halfway. Th- then when after those forty air, they'll. Um, condense them into 20 half hours without videos so it, it was like a puzzle to to write and get all the timing right so that when you took the videos out they would they would equal the amount they want and it, it was really hard and that's why we had to do things like we had syphil and ollie news which was like made just to fill those weird gaps but some of them were like okay we have 20 seconds 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Comment on a picture? I'll, how about I yeah. count to twenty? Does that sound right. good? Have Sifler or Ollie <laughs> count count to twenty. <laughs> yeah, because like, what else are you gonna do? Right. Yeah, we have twenty seconds. Okay, one, two, three, and just that's the piece. When they ultimately can, I mean, did they cancel it or did you just exhaust it? They canceled it. And, and, canceled. and were you upset? I mean, or I mean, how long? How much longer could you have done Sifler and Ollie in that incarnation that you're talking about now? Because it sounds exhausting. It sounds like. It was really exhausting. One of the worst parts was um, that I got really bad carpal tunnel because I did all the puppeting. Right. And when I'd have to puppet it, why? Puppet well, why all not? Of them. At that point, why not just get other people to do them? They don't they get it. Do it. Well, they can't do it. They can't do it. It's there's a style to it, and the, <laughs> there actually is. And, yeah, I know. And the, the socks were actually I when I made Sifonale, I put socks on my hands. And then I sewed them around my hands. Oh, so yeah. They don't fit like no one else no. could even put them on. They're 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 shaped like my. Hands. And you only made one puppet for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only, So so it's like, um, I had to do it, and and also there were subtleties, and I had heard heard the audio. It would take somebody else a million times longer to do right, it. Right, right, right. Because I'd heard the audio. We'd record it all like a radio show first, and then I'd puppet to the playback. Right. So. Um, so when they, no, I mean, I, was there a relief I, when they, I mean, was there anything in you that was like? Uh, yeah, there was, it, it was a relief when it, when it ended. And also keep in mind that I had been doing them for several years before they were right. ever on MTV America. So I'd been doing them for years and years at that point. And um, I had carpal tunnel and I couldn't pop it. It hurt too bad. I actually wear a wristband on my wrist. Still. Still, because year, back, way back then I wore like an ace bandage really tight on my wrist because I had such bad carpal tunnel. And so then I started wearing wristbands. But now... If I don't wear it, I feel like I have a ghost wristband on. Get so the, I just, really? you know, because I have worn something here You're like for an like army 10 vet. years. Yeah. You've got, you got phantom pains. Dude, you wouldn't believe the <laughs> wristbands I feel like I'm wearing. So, um, but, uh, so that's why I learned 3D animation. Right. Um, we worked with Lightwave, and uh, when we were making Syphilin Ollie, we actually beta tested stuff for them like technology in the for show them. yeah when we did season three we used one of the very first systems ever made to um film straight from a camera into a computer that's cool straight into a computer and this was in 99 it's like it's like lord of the rings like, stuff right there yeah, you work it, with. but we, we do it was crazy puppets. back then it was pretty nobody had that and we, right. we tested their editing software and you know so when the people from lightwave came to set when we were doing season three and to help us set up this new th technology yeah, that's this now 3D built, into every, built into every camera now, flash sure. drives in them. Um, we, uh, they gave me a copy. They gave me Lightwave. So after Syphil and I got canceled, I'm like, well, guess I'll learn Lightwave. <laughs> that manual looks really long and like it'll take a long time did, that did, sounds good did it take you a while to segue into like um the ten, the music videos the tenacious d stuff no, the that, uh, stuff or like was no, that just the music videos and stuff were happening while Sifu and ollie was on right. tv like i was getting um i was doing music because you were also a musician like yeah, yeah and so, so you were you part of the i mean were you like hanging out with those guys and yeah and i i you know i tend to hang out with musicians not actors and right. um and I, I never went to school for directing or for film or anything like that. I went to music school. My, my degree is in music. So, um, and I get along with musicians and or uh, actors that are musicians, mm -hmm. you know, because they usually act more like musicians. And so. that's how you developed, like, a, uh, a relationship with a Tenacious D and this mm -hmm. and that. And, yeah. I mean, it, there's, like, a r r rhythm that you learn, too, in, in music that I don't, I don't think you, you get... 
I mean, you can get it through film. Like someone like Woody Allen can get it, but he's getting it through humor. And he also is a musician. So yeah, musicians who are directors. Timing. You know what it is? It's, it's, it's timing and it's um, writing, song, writing a song is exactly like editing video. Mm-hmm. Because you, you, you use this sort of just, you know, inner sense of where the changes need or, or how long something should take. And um, it's really this all the same, it's really all the same thing. Right. You know, um, writing a script or writing a song or shooting a video or anything, it's all exactly the same process. You're just trying to find a sincere rhythm. It's self-editing and decision-making. Mm-hmm. It's just decision-making of like... And stop knowing when to stop yourself with things and what's worth it. But um, I mean, so you make a, the Tenacious D tribute video, and everybody loves it, mm-hmm. and you guys are like awesome. And then the movie comes out. I saw it in theaters. So wow, you were one of the so few people that saw it in a theater. I took my family to the Grove to see that movie, and I remember it was Thanksgiving weekend. They yeah, had, it was come terrible, to LA. Terrible time. To why? Release it. Why release it in Thanksgiving? The worst time. And everybody that got that the Oscar contention there, was the an, is the answer Oscar contention. <laughs> setting it yeah. up for award season. <laughs> you could not, and they put it out against, like, release of the same right. day. It's like Happy Feet, yeah, the Happy new Feet. James Bond, all these family movies. And on Thanksgiving, everybody's I, going with their families and going to see family movies. My ticket voted for Pick a Destiny. And I got to tell you, we were laughing about Strawberry River probably that entire weekend. Probably at Thanksgiving, we were, we were probably laughing about... Strawberry. I mean, I, I, I go to see a movie with my family on Thanksgiving because yeah. it's just such a boring day. Yeah, it is a boring you, you're day. You're like, we got to go to the movies. we got to do something. So that was, that was my Thanksgiving that, so that year. And the Strawberry River sequence is the funniest shit ever. With John, with John C. Riley Floating down the... Tra- you know what I'm talking about here, Lon? Yes, John yeah. Lon, C. Riley as Bigfoot. <laughs> right, John C. Riley as Bigfoot. And they're floating down the Strawberry River. Now, did you guys think it was going to do like the tribute or did you see the release window they'd picked for it and you were like, fuck. When we saw the release... It was like fuck. It should have been yeah. released on September. The late. Yeah, it should something. have been released around uh, around Halloween. Yeah. If anything, they had it. The movie had been done for like six months, and they were just sitting and waiting for Thanksgiving to release it. It's crazy. And it was like, yeah, it was. Ridiculous. That's not even it was counter- terrible. Uh, yeah. it was terrible. And that's what killed it because you know what? It's a movie that it's a dumb stoner movie, and either you're gonna go there and be dumb with it, or you can't. Right. Or you're t- you have to be. S- feel like you're smart about something mm-hmm. and it's like so pe- we knew people were going to either love it or hate it because people either love or hate Tenacious D if you don't think Tenacious D is funny you're not going to think the movie is funny right. so um, but we feel like it the release date did play a part in it not doing well you did, you, did you like, what happened? did you uh, fall into a depression? did you rediscover drugs? no uh, I actually was uh, right, right when I finished the Tenacious D movie um, I got a gig writing a script for Universal, and I spent two years writing this sci-fi rock thing. It's kind of like a, it's like heavy metal, it's right? Like a that's heavy, cool. The heavy metal. I really do you know, want to do. You know Kevin Eastman, the no. the guy who owns Heavy Metal. He's, he created the no, co-created the Ninja Turtles. He was on Geekscape a couple months. Oh, ago. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Well, like, I wanted to do something like that, an eye candy rock. With space titties. Fantasy, space titties. but it's, it's Major all... Major boobage. It's all... Yeah, space titty? Is that what you <laughs> Space said? titties, yeah. Um, throw, some, throw some green-ass space titties <laughs> up in there. Do you guys do... I mean, it's, it's but, Geekscape. So, anyways, I, I worked on that, and it was really like... I was meeting with... Um, with... Whoops, sorry. With no, production 
you know. You like, guys were good. With, to, oh, you guys were almost gone. I was going to direct it. And yeah. It was all going, and then the economy crashed, and everything crashed, and they said we're not the same company that we were yesterday. Yeah. And they passed. <laughs> it's Is like, we have to go back and look at everything we already own and make remake our old movies so they passed on it and but it reverted back to me i ha- own the script and and so i really want to i really want to do something with this so so lon from machinima is sitting in here with us and i gotta i gotta tell him i know i don't work here but maybe a marketing campaign you guys can think about is if you guys make Siflinali, this machinima series a hit maybe one day you'll see space titties it's true. We I mean, is there a chance? Is there a chance that if this thing starts, you know, the Siflinali thing works, that that somebody will be Possible. like, "Yo, you, you know got what? a script with space titties." I think in that it? this. I think this idea that that would have space titties in it could could also. Wait, be whoa, more whoa, whoa. are movie. you telling me there weren't space titties in it before this conversation? There were space titties. Don't lie to in me. It. There were space. Don't titties. lie to me. I'm not going to sue you. There was some sexy in it. Okay, it was sexy, but there were they were they bare space titties? They were not bare. Well, come on. You know what I can do is now that can you direct it? you towards some websites <laughs> where, where they actually they there are pictures of boobs. I'm not kidding. The, the audience is like, yeah, we're on it right but now. You yeah. a, a but you wrote it as a musical. It was a rock opera, a space no, rock it opera. Wasn't, no, it wasn't. A okay, musical. do that was, shit too. Do it, the space rock opera. It wasn't a rock. Titties. It wasn't an opera. It wasn't like I will get in the spaceship and save your ass today. It, it was really. It Wait, was Flash scenes set to songs. That work like almost like music videos um, more than that, but harsh, badass sci-fi shit that I was so into. So, anyways, didn't get to do that, and then um, did a uh, went into the studio with Dave Grohl mm-hmm. and John Paul Jones and Josh Homme for them Crooked Vultures, and um, was in the studio with them for months and months and filmed it all. Did a documentary. That's took cool. Took me a year. That's cool. I did all their album art too for them, Crooked Vultures, and then um, did a documentary for a year, and then they wanted me. Then by then they had were, you know, when we did when I filmed them, it was secret. Nobody knew they were recording because if they recorded something and they didn't like it, they didn't want people to have their hopes up yeah. or know they had even done it. So I couldn't even tell anybody where I was or what I was doing, and um, and then they. By the time I had finished the documentary, they were actually playing shows, and they had done a show that was shot beautifully, and they said, we'd like to put some of that footage into the, with the documentary. I'm like, dude, if I had that footage, I'm, absolutely. It's yeah. like the most badass live stuff. And then the company, the German company that shot shot, yeah. shot this live, it was a show overseas, shot it, got into legal stuff over the rights and the everything and they fought for almost two years oh two about years trying to get the, to be able to use this footage and and so they and, then, the and by that time it, it was so beyond after the fact that they never released the documentary all right new thought for lon at machinima this fucker's gonna wreck your company <laughs> this fucker, this, I, I mean lon this, this, this fucker is bad, like painted. bad news all right bad news. guys don't watch this series your fucking eyeballs are gonna pop out of your skull like, hey, check they, this out guys this is i mean talk about a fucking let rest. me just back you let him in the building yeah. shit i fucking shook his hand back, god damn it let me back this up by reminding you guys i'm in the guinness book of world records yeah. what now what, what is that for your sister short uh, destruction no. like for like sure. wreaking havoc on no. many professionals dude if you work in the industry, <laughs> right. this shit you know just happens. that you will have 500 failures, maybe one success. Right. And that's called working. <laughs> right, right, but, right, um, right. So, What's this Guinness story? It's the shortest song to go top ten. 
You're right. You're right. The United States or whatever. It was. What top ten so, in the UK? And somebody emailed me and said, "Good job on the on Guinness Book World Records." I'm like, "Why are you?" It's like a minute about? long, right? And a I minute went, fifteen. A minute twenty. And right. I, and I, I was like, "What?" And so I went on Amazon and I bought Guinness Book World Records. You bought the book. Yeah, and it came in the mail, and I opened it up, and I'm like, and there's a picture of me and everything. <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit, I'm in the Guinness Book of World Records. So then I contacted Guinness, and I said, I somehow got in your book. Can I have a, a plaque? A, a plaque, yeah. And so they mailed me one. I got, and I have it in my signature. That's awesome. Yeah. And then some asshole on YouTube is going to go make a 30-second song and... Good thing Pear Grip never released but will stuff it, they But do will it go radio. top 10? In, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, you can write a shorter yeah. song. You, you listen to, like, Perry Grip, the dude from Nerf Herder, who puts those, like, 30-second songs together on YouTube? No. It, he, he's, he's fun, but you're right. Yours actually well, got Well, writing a short song on, is easy. And he got on radio, top 10 in UK and where else? In Australia. Australia. Yeah. That is incredible. Bizarre. <laughs> Just like, and you, this is not even something you planned. No, I didn't. So plan. maybe the plan... I had done the, the song... I did the song five years before... It that happened. So maybe the planning's what's fucking everything up. No, that could be. Yeah, I mean, things need to happen naturally. Like there's an energy to just scatologically like going yeah. for it. That's you true. Know? And you know what? Every success I've ever had in my life has spawned, can be rooted to something I did naturally for fun. Yeah. Everything I've done ever, and if I get a job that pays my bills, it's because somebody saw something that I did for fun. Yeah, you know, in Sifonali, I did for fun. I think there's I mean? something to be said for that. Yeah, it yeah. is because you know what you're you're being you're you're doing it for the joy of it. And I think people can sense that yeah. when you're not doing it. I hate when people do things so to so they feel like people will think they're smart. Right. You can't do. Things do you know what for, I mean? Like a lot of people yeah. are really hung up on how are people, what are people going to think about me. And, and, and in reality, do people don't. Really it doesn't do. matter. Yeah, if you're passionate, like you coming in and you're showing those photos of the project. I've never gotten paid for gigs here. We've been doing it for six years. And it's like, yeah. it's because you love it. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what I think people that, especially, sort of geeks and nerdy people and fans, <laughs> they understand that and right. connect to lo- loving something or getting into something. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm 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 a huge that's why fan. When we reached out to Liam. We can barely, the guy you can barely hear is Lon from Michigan. Oh, yeah. the, the guy not mic'd at all. We're going to lean we'll in. We'll lean in and he'll yeah. be in super stereo. He's got, a, he's got the deepest voice, but we can't tell what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, we reached out to Liam because, um, I don't know, I, I I thought he was great. I resonated with his stuff early on, and I knew that uh, he would bring a lot of authenticity to the network. And, and we, he's been podcasting, to, too. Machinima is often compared to MTV. Yes, and I thought, what a great opportunity here to, to bring a show that actually used to be on MTV to Machinima. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really helps define us as the new home for counterculture entertainment. You guys are bringing back Austin stories. <laughs> we should try. We should guys, try. You know, I, I grew up in Austin. Maybe like Austin stories. I can go back there, walk around with a camera. Yeah. Do yeah. like Slacker. Yeah, slacker was, part yeah, two. Slacker. There was another one that you, I mentioned, Chuck Serino earlier. He had a show called Weird TV. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. It was really like obscure. Well, I caught some of your some of your. If we're talking about old school MTV, I, I caught some of your employees re- reenacting undressed over in the bathroom. You might want to get on that shit. Yeah. I'll see this what I this do. place is becoming a this place is becoming a safe haven for that kind of uh, debaucherous behavior. Yep. It, you know what? It sounds great. like Liam picked the right place. But, but you know what? There's an attitude, and there's a, uh, a there's a. What's great about Machinima is it's it is a. It's a new type of network. It's the first sign of, of this new thing. Right. TV, 
wishes it was the internet. TV but is going to be wishing it's the internet exist, more in five it years. Can't resist, yeah. It can't exist without the internet right. now. It is now on life support by the internet is right. how it is surviving, really. And, and so it's like there's this new kind of network that's really this is machine is really by the people yeah it's, it's a democratization it, 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 of what we want it yeah. became because people reacted and it and it you know it all came together and, and it, it's sort of like i feel like that's more that's way more exciting than a network and and the sort of um rules and that they put towards things right. i don't feel like there's rules Right, you know what I mean, and right now there there really aren't rules because things haven't solidified, and so you can take advantage of that, and and so Mishima was just the perfect place, and I know it's a little different. Sifonali being on them is a little different than a lot of their other stuff because I'm a gamer and I watch Machinima videos. I know what they're about. I've watched, sat and watched, you know, like headshot clips and like, you know just like stuff sure. like that and people right. swearing and playing video games <laughs> and laughing and swearing which is there's a lot of that it's, it's interesting too because it defines a lot the difference between the filmmakers and the gamers because anybody can have a capture card and, and you know comment yeah, on, yeah. on uh, but, but it's rare that you have somebody who has the filmmaking sensibilities to actually come onto the network and create something unique mm-hmm. and valuable that brings an audience it's about, yeah, and it's I about think, fucking time too and you know right. what it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> what videos it doesn't for a matter lifetime. what I make it doesn't matter what I make or where it is people will hate and love everything right you're gonna get rocks and roses right. thrown at you always and you can't go and to all their houses and that's just the internet because that's people's opinions yeah. you know what I mean I hate and love stuff so it's like but I know this is different in the machinima world but I'm, I'm hoping that it you know it it's going to piss off some Sifonali fans, and it's going to please some gamers on Machinima that don't even know who Sifonali are. Yeah. Um, but it's and vice versa. So I think um, it's a good home, uh, you know, and and it's cool to. They have a lot of reach. Mm-hmm. They have as much reach as as the best as a as a yeah, yeah as a as a as a cable network, and I would much rather do something like this where it's organic, organic yeah. and real because. This stuff does work and has always worked for me, you know, these sort of situations. So, I, and it's also just fucking fun. <laughs> like, it's really fun making them, you know what I mean? Like, right. uh, it's, it's fun to make them again. It's been a long time. So. Well, guys, it's Sundays. Brand new episodes of Sifl and Ollie. They're going to be reviewing made-up games, but they, they were going to seem a bit familiar to you guys if you guys are gamers, which you probably are if you're listening to Geekscape. Um, I want to thank uh, Liam for coming on the show. Thank you. It's really us. fun, man. Uh, we look forward to all these episodes. I mean, eight episodes are going to be coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so spread the ahead. word. If you haven't subscribed to Machinima, it's on Machinima, not Machinima Prime. It's on, it's on Machinima Happy Hour. Okay. Happy okay. Hour so subscribe to it, guys, and um, you're going to be able to find out more information from. Do you have a website? Liam? Yeah, or Twitter is at Lynchland. At Lynchland. That's or the name my of your YouTube. My well. YouTube yeah. channel is. Hey Liam, H E Y L I A M. Okay. So youtube.com slash Hey Liam. And follow Liam again on, on Twitter. I'm at Jonathan Lennon on Twitter. Of course, we're going to be uh, t- telling you guys all about this stuff on geekscape.net. Because um, be our friends on Facebook. We definitely need it. Uh, we don't need friends. I just like having friends. As you guys heard <laughs> like three episodes ago, uh, when John Cabrera, who did that H Plus series, he goes, Why'd you start Geekscape? And I said, Well, to, to make friends. Did you make any friends? 
No, but they've made friends with each other. Uh, you guys can go on Facebook, join Geekscape, and make friends with each other. Uh, and also Twitter and YouTube. Search for Geekscape. You'll find us. Uh, Lon, where can they, what's the best channel for them to subscribe to on YouTube? Um, well, subscribe to Machinima. YouTube.com slash Machinima, right? Yes, yes. Our, our weekend programming block is okay. called Happy Hour, All right. which is where Liam's content mm-hmm. lives. So that's that, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, look forward to, uh, to more from you, Liam. I, I want to see right. that Green Titty movie. Me too, dude. That makes two of us.